Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Plane Movie Month Week 3 brings us a movie far better than Plane Movie Month Week 2. Oh my god. <laughs> At least this movie is a little bit good. Yeah. I uh, had seen it like once before, mm-hmm. knew the general gist, Yeah. but hadn't actually you know, watched the events unfold in a long time. So it was kind of a fresh viewing for me. Uh, and I know that you hadn't seen it before yeah, at all. Yeah, I knew like what the title card yeah, on the... Hulu said pretty much. <laughs> the movie that we are talking about for week three is the 2005 American psychological thriller film, Red Eye. Wes Craven. <laughs> First Wes Craven movie we've had on the show, which is That's... fun. That's strange. I would have thought we would have done a Wes Craven movie by now. There's a bunch that I would love to do because I've either seen them before or had never seen them and would love to see them. <laughs> you know, a lot of his older stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is <clears throat> obviously a like post scream trilogy Wes Craven. Yeah. Uh, who now has the sort of gusto to get grabbed for a movie like this. Yeah. Where it's kind of a, it's not really a horror movie. It's, I I sort of disagree with psychological thriller. I don't Mm -hmm. know about that. I would just say it's like a, it's a suspense thriller movie. Yeah. You know, it's a sort of Hitchcockian sort of thing. Yeah. uh, With a little bit of Wes Craven uh, flair in it. (laughs) Towards the very end of the movie, there were parts that you could have like spliced into a scream movie mm-hmm. and it would not have seemed out. You would have been yep. like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I didn't know Rachel McAdams was in a scream movie. Yeah. Like you could totally <laughs> do that. Cause he, he does have a very distinctive, if not look to his movies, then at least a feel, I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's, it's sort of specific. Uh, I understand though. Like, it, yeah. and I know exactly what, scenes you're talking about too mm-hmm. yeah like, totally you can absolutely mm-hmm. feel it there's just a, a way he had yeah uh and it was uh, a wonderful sort of treat to watch this one <laughs> and i do mean like treat it's like a snack of a movie mm-hmm. you know like when you really get down to it the running time is like it said like an hour 29 mm. but the movie kind of ends at like an hour 18 yeah it is a lean mean <laughs> kind of movie <laughs> uh and i love it for that you know yeah. it doesn't waste any time the overall it's a very like sleek and polished mm-hmm. kind of thriller movie that's you, you really don't get anymore. Yeah. Not like this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wes Craven starring Rachel McAdams, Killian Murphy, Brian Cox. What a wonderful little trio there. <laughs> I, I did write down later into my notes like poor Brian Cox gets like nothing to do no. in this movie. I was so I, I had remembered his deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, oh, yeah, right. He's her dad. And he's kind of he's on the he's sort of on the sidelines of the story. Not even knowing what's going on. Yeah. Like most of the movie, he's completely unaware of what's happening, which yeah. is like a little bit of a bummer that you get Brian Cox for that. Not to yeah. say like get a worse actor, but like, I don't know. Don't tease me. Yeah. Give <laughs> with Brian no, Cox like, and then get Brian Cox, but just give him more to do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, considering that the tone of the movie kind of fluctuates from you know like really like suspenseful like oh shit oh god mm-hmm. kind of stuff to sort of silliness in certain parts yeah uh, especially dealing with the customers and the other uh passengers on the plane <laughs> and some of that nonsense that gets a little goofy 
where I was like, I wouldn't have minded if they just kept cutting back to Brian Cox and he was just like being a weird single dad in his house. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like doing weird dad things. <laughs> it would have been so wonderful. But really all we get is like, he's reading a book. Yep. Or he's, he's not in the room and you're like, oh, where is he? And then he comes into the room. Yeah. And then he sits on the couch and he talks on the phone. And that's yeah. kind of all he gets for most of the movie. Little bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, uh, love the cast mm-hmm. in this one. Like, just in general, both of them, Rachel McAdams, Killian Murphy. I like yes. both of them separately. And I honestly feel like they had awesome chemistry in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you happen to watch the trailer for this just on, uh, on a whim at all? I did not. Because it is cut to look like a rom-com <laughs> at the start. Yeah. Because it sort of is. Mm-hmm. Like As you're watching it, you're like, God damn, these two. Like They, they have the meet cute, and they mm-hmm. go to the bar, and they sit and they talk, and they're like smiling at each other. Yeah. And you're like full on kind of like, oh, like, well, this is obviously it's going to turn because mm-hmm. it's called a thriller. This isn't going to actually be a rom-com. But like, also, if you didn't tell anybody, you I, know, if you just started yeah. the movie for someone, they might, they might be fooled into thinking it's just a rom-com. Yeah. Unless they're like me and they're just always suspicious of Killian Murphy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Nolan ruined him. Like, I I can't help but be like, all right, but what are you up to? Yeah, what's your what's your angle like, here? Like there's something like it's never I mean, it's never straightforward with you. Yeah. Despite the fact that his character like tells the truth the yeah, whole for the time. Most, yeah, most part, yeah. It's there's nothing straightforward with Killian Murphy ever. Yeah, and what's cool too is that 2005. So this is like the same year as him playing Scarecrow for in the in that mm-hmm. Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Big um, year, yeah, big year for Killian. Uh, but it it like both of the movies take advantage of how awesome that dude plays Sinister. Mm-hmm. Like you look at him and he's not really particularly sinister looking no you know what i mean he's kind of like adam driver yeah a little bit yeah he's just kind of he's just that he's a dude Mm -hmm. you know and uh much like apparently christopher nolan did when he cast him in batman begins apparently wes craven same deal was like met with him and was like i am taken with your eyes Mm -hmm. like they are just oh my god it gives you something you got to be the guy. Those fucking icy blue eyes. Uh, and they just cast him immediately. It was just wonderful. Right? Like, I have a feeling that Daniel Craig had the same sort of thing from <laughs> totally, time to time. Totally. Like, where it was just your like, eyes. Yeah, you're I don't in. even know if you're actually right for this movie, but I just can't stop staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then McAdams. Mm-hmm. So good. She is like, I, I like her just in general. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of things with her in it in like way different styles you know like there's obviously this there's obviously mean girls uh her part in spotlight i loved her as the investigative reporter like yeah. she she does a whole bunch of stuff other than this movie i don't feel like she ever gets that chance to be the sort of like action heroine or like final girl like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the one who fights back against the bad guy <laughs> kind of person because watching her in this i was like god damn she could have fucking held a, a a slasher series back then oh, as yeah. being the like lead girl the Sydney Prescott kind of yeah. deal cuz she totally sells it and she's so like personable mm-hmm. that you, you just absolutely would like follow her and feel for her and all that like damn if only <laughs> it would have been a really cool thing to have um mm-hmm. but the the plot of this movie cuz like we said it's not really a horror movie 
But uh, on IMDb, they say a woman is kidnapped by a stranger on a routine flight. Threatened by the potential murder of her father, she is pulled into a plot to assist her captor in a political assassination. Yeah, 100%. That's basically the entire movie. Yeah, right there. I mean, <laughs> I would say kidnapped is a little extreme considering... Held hostage? Ha- yes, held hostage is more accurate. Yeah, I mean, I he, guess really holding someone her. hostage is, is kind of technically kidnapping them. Like, not See, letting kid- them do what they want to do. Like, I think in the terms of the law. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you like, if someone was in their car and you were outside their car and wouldn't let them out of their car, you're kidnapping them. Even if you're not taking them somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you are impeding their ability to leave or whatever. So, I think technically it would be kidnapping. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what's hysterical about it, though... And obviously, it's one of those movie things that you just deal with. And if you don't, you're just you're kind of a nitpicky jerk, uh, which I will be in a moment. But so funny how much like conversation and threatening and violence is done in the two seats Mm -hmm. that they are sitting in and nobody fucking notices like they are able to have long conversations about murder and assassinations and like the exact plans of how these assassinations are happening. Yeah. And nobody is listening. Nobody cares. I mean, they're very rarely concerned about being overheard. There's like one sequence when like the flight attendant is standing nearby that they're kind of like, oh, KG, like, don't let anyone know what I'm talking about. But for the most part, he's just pretty blatant and out and open I mean, <laughs> about it's- it. It is pretty accurate to my experience flying. Like, no one gives a shit (laughs) about what anyone else is doing. Like, as long as you're not bothering me, whatever. Like, I'm going to sit here with my headphones on, listening to music, taking a nap until we land. Like, that's... I mean, I guess so. It was really... It was the moment when he pinpoint headbutts her to to knock her out. Where I was like, nothing, nobody, not a thing. That I feel, especially (laughs) given that it was one of those, which I still have yet to see in person, the like two seats on each side and then a row of three in the middle. Oh, yeah. That's a super movie plane. Yeah. Where it has the whole big middle aisle thing. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. think I'd ever been on one. I mean, I'm sure they exist. Yeah, I'm sure. I've never seen one. Movies love to use that one. It's so Mm -hmm. big and expansive and Mm -hmm. stuff. So did Friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, that's what I was just thinking of, like, Final Destination when they're mm-hmm. doing their thing like that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain that plane is like that. It's probably the same set. I mean, it probably <laughs> is, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so yeah, the start of the movie is kind of rom-com-ish mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Lisa is running late for her flight. She's flying back to Miami from Texas where her grandmother died. Right. Uh, she doesn't like flying. She's a nervous wreck. She's a hotel manager. Mm-hmm. There's a super duper special guest coming to her hotel this weekend or yeah. week or whatever the heck it is. I don't really recall. Yeah, whatever. Uh, who they've taken care of before, who has very specific uh, requests mm-hmm. where at first, because I had forgotten all of the like really specific details of it. <laughs> so I was like, who is it that they're trying to murder again? And eventually it's like, oh, it's the deputy secretary of Homeland Security or some shit like that. Yeah. Him and his whole family. Um, <clears throat> but when they first mentioned that the like super duper special guest 
needs like Cristal and Cubans. Mm -hmm. I was expecting like celebrity yeah. or something something else and then it was like oh no it's a it's the deputy secretary of homeland security and his family mm -hmm. and he wants crystal and cubans what an asshole right like you know maybe this guy should get assassinated i don't know <laughs> i mean it is kind of fun. like at that point i'm pretty certain like yeah that is illegal the cubans right the cuban cigars i'm pretty sure at that point uh, so like getting it yeah, for him is, is pretty bullshit for a <laughs> government yeah. official for them to do that for him and that it's his thing every time mm -hmm. like mm, I, I mean i guess i don't want his family to die yeah <laughs> but at the same time it's not someone that i'm particularly <laughs> like yeah. concerned about for that part of the story which is why the script is smart enough to make it that like yeah okay whatever that's not what gets her to do it, though. Mm -hmm. Like, they need... <clears throat> Sorry, obviously, I skipped it over. But, like, the terrorists want to move his room to one that faces the water. Yeah. So that their dudes on the fucking beach with a rocket launcher... No, 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 on the boat. Well, yeah, on the boat, off the beach... Yeah. ...with a rocket launcher uh -huh. can shoot it at the hotel and blow him up and kill him and his family and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> For reasons that we never learn that I thought was really funny because there's, the, you know, the moment where she's like asking him about himself and what he's doing and all that. And he's just like, I don't even know or I don't even care yeah. about that. Like, that's not my job. My job is just doing this. Mm -hmm. And I was I was writing into my notes like, how do you find a guy like this? <laughs> like, how, like to do all of this like full on like attack on a government official kind of thing yeah uh how do you just hire a dude for that I how mean... is there just a dude who's like oh yeah i'll do that i don't really give a shit about it i don't care what your ideals are but i'll do that i mean that kid had <laughs> had walton goggins on speed dial <laughs> that's okay yes but also that movie posited a world where santa was a real man so a little I mean, bit of a different scenario. I don't think Santa exists in this world. And I, here is why. <laughs> number one. Yeah, Miami. number one. This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> either way, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. I just thought it was ridiculous that it was a rocket launcher. I was like, why right? is it not a sniper rifle? Right? Making it a rocket launcher is so silly. And it, it adds to what I feel is like a really silly climax mm -hmm. to the movie. That isn't as disappointing as that sounds, at yeah. least to me. Like, it's it's fine. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it. It absolutely could have been better because mm -hmm. I really did dig all the plane stuff in there, like back and forth and cat and mouse and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the finale and the climax and all of it gets a, really absurd and kind of <laughs> silly, uh, but it's, it's still kind of fun. Yes. But yeah, she meets Killian Murphy jackson ripner yeah which was so funny that it that that it, that that it's his real name mm -hmm. like when he says it and they're like talking and you know they're flirting and all that and you're like okay he's there's gonna be a turn here yeah where he reveals that he's evil and the the plot gets into into action so when he says his name is jackson ripner you're like Okay, he's that's uh, that's a super phony fake name he's giving her. Yeah. And then later when he pulls out her dad's wallet 
I think it's, it was Jason, whatever their last name was. Reisler. Reitner or something like that. Reisert. Reisert. Um, oh, his name was Joe. I was completely wrong. Joe Reisert. So his, <laughs> but he's like, oh yeah, and th- those are my initials too. So if you start freaking out, nobody's going to believe that this is your dad's wallet or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, oh, so your name is Jackson Ripner. Yeah. So if you pulled out your ID to prove that, to be like, it's my name, it would say Jackson Ripner. Or at very least, you have an ID for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, now that I'm thinking about it, probably makes more sense. Because mm-hmm. that's just such an absurdly sinister-sounding name that yeah. it's like, how could this guy <laughs> have ever done anything else with his life? Right. Like Jackson Ripner, M.D., Saving lives in yeah. the hospital. Like, not a chance. Nobody like, goes no. to that doctor. No. Nobody this is some goes H. H. to that Holmes doctor. shit here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. football kicker. <laughs> yeah, he could possibly be in sports. That's a kind of badass sports name. Yeah. If someone's name is Jackson Ripner. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But he's kind of scrawny and yeah. wiry. I don't know if he would have made it. Hockey? <laughs> he's white enough. <laughs> So they meet up and there's the whole like meet cute, like, you know, they're in line at the ticket thing where mm-hmm. their flight gets delayed. And then the one dude's being an asshole and Lisa stands up to him and Jackson does as well. Yeah, and they kind of like, like her up. Yeah. And- so they're like kind of buddies. And, you know, she's like, oh, I know how to deal with assholes and all mm-hmm. that kind of junk. Because, uh, God, there are so many assholes in this movie. So many like silly cartoony assholes there are no customers who are assholes only customers with special needs yeah that's what her mantra is at the beginning of the movie yeah at the end of the movie clearly things have changed (laughs) um but yeah so like they're they're being cute and and talking it up and then of course once they get onto the plane looksy daisy whose seats are next to each other Mm -hmm. lisa and jackson and you're I, like, oh, it's adorable if you're not, you know, expecting yeah. <laughs> the turn. Yeah, I literally knew nothing about this movie going in. So I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, something, they're going to get on a plane. Something crazy is going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. essentially, all I got from the little caption that I read was like, Lisa hates to fly. But, like, <laughs> flying isn't the worst part of, of this flight or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, who knows? It could be plain ghosts. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. Everyone <laughs> turns into a zombie. I don't know. Like, I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, all right, well, Killian's got to be the bad guy. Because <laughs> look at him. Because he's Killian. <laughs> so when she showed up to sit next to him mm-hmm. and he said, what are the odds? And I was like. No, really. What are the odds? (laughs) Yeah, like there's no way that that is happening on accident. Yeah, like this is planned for some reason. Like he, something is planned here. I don't know what yet. Yeah, yeah. Once he turns sinister, it's so fucking good. Like Mm -hmm. I love that moment when she just starts realizing that he's now like he is telling the truth Mm -hmm. he's not joking around yeah the way that you thought he was for those last couple of seconds because it's like they're talking relatively normally Mm -hmm. yeah he's asking about her parents yeah and and, then specifically his her dad and what he does and yeah yeah and all that and then he she asks him what he does and is something i think he's even says like high profile assassinations or like something along those lines he's just like oh wow he's like yep uh-huh and that's uh what brings me here to you and she's like 
me. Yeah. Whoa. And that like slowly growing unease of like, wait a second. This guy's Mm -hmm. not just messing around. Like, wait a second. What is it? Is it the wallet that does it first? Or is that the thing that just cements it? Like, blam. Like he says something where it's like, there's no way you can know that. She thanked him for keeping her distracted. And he said, that's not what I'm doing. I'm getting you talking about your dad because this is about him. Right. Or like this involves him. And I feel like he did say something else. Like he started explaining what happened, like saying like, you know, you're a hotel manager. You have this guest, like you have a regular, this guy. Yeah, that was it. I'm, I'm looking at the quote now. Yeah. He's, he's like, uh, uh. Charles Keefe, VIP, one of your regulars, ring a bell? And then she's like, no, like pretending like it doesn't. Yeah. And then she's like, well, it should because he's on his way to your hotel right now. And that's why you need to keep listening. And if you don't, then your father's going to die. Like that's that's the mm-hmm. the hook into, you know, getting her to do what uh, what he wants her to do. Yeah. And truthfully... Like, there's a little bit of backstory that I honestly kind of forget. So if you could, like, help fill it in, Mm -hmm. uh, if you recall. Because she has a scar. Yeah. Does she reveal what the scar was about? Or did that? Yes. She does. What what was it again? Yeah. that That was actually right before she, like, made her final escape yeah, attempt. Yeah. Uh, She told him, like, I think she said it was, like, two or three years ago. She was out in the park, like in the middle of the day, and some guy grabbed her and held a knife to her throat and like had his way. Right. And that's where the scar, like she got cut in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Because I was like, uh, you know, that eventually gets revealed. And it's it's nice the way that the script kind of does it. Like it is a pretty pretty good script until it gets crazy and silly at the end uh because like you know you're sitting there and you're wondering like why the fuck won't like wouldn't you just do it Mm -hmm. you know like yeah okay charles keith yeah okay like fuck it like come on yeah just do it obviously like that's that was all that was in my head and i was like man she is crazy like he has that one line of like Think about your father or no, do your dad a favor and stop gambling with his life Mm -hmm. with all the time she like tries to get attention or tries to do something. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Just listen to him. Yeah. Uh, And obviously it like does happen. And then they figure out how to save it at the end or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But that backstory kind of lends, you know, uh, uh, you know, a like retrospective kind of like, okay, like she has that thing in her now of like fuck that guy yeah you know like i'm not letting it happen again Mm -hmm. uh which is like just it's a wonderful little like just extra thing to it you know just just a little bit of depth in some way Mm -hmm. you know like really comparing it to last week like fucking terry who yeah who the fuck is this who gives a (laughs) shit like she oh god her fiance isn't gonna marry her and that's all we knew yeah and it was like i don't fucking care about her her hero's journey (laughs) there is none this girl who fights back exactly and like it just that there's a story there that there's Mm -hmm. you know reasons for characters to do things yeah (laughs) like oh my god what a refresher right holy shit oh it was it was kind of fun did you also kind of wish that Cynthia would have been played by Amanda Seyfried? <laughs> I think she would have been kind of young. 2005? That would have been like a teenager running the <laughs> running the hotel. Fair. 
Um, I mean, I loved the girl who played Sonia. Cynthia. Sonia. I don't fucking... I mean, that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I forget her name now. I got to look at it. Uh, but she's in She's in a few things. I always forget. Yeah, I. she looked really it's familiar. Jama Mays. Um, Is and, she in Sugar and Spice? No, she was apparently on Glee. I didn't know that. I didn't watch that show. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I really dug her. I thought she was fun and she played the role well. Especially considering the tone of that part of the movie like the hotel stuff and the customers stuff and yeah. like all of that was like kind of broad comedy kind of you know what I mean <laughs> like them being such jerks to her and that like shell-shocked expression on her face the whole time when she's trying to help them at the beginning and mm -hmm. just like oh I hold on oh, oh geez and like has to call Lisa and get all the get all the information <laughs> and like literally be talked through it like say exactly what I'm saying to you to them yeah <laughs> like to make sure that you're doing it right like <laughs> it was it was a bunch of fun and I thought she played it really well and I guess it's a a decent like contrast to the dad being threatened with murder and yeah. terrorists and all that that there's a little bit of levity throughout the movie yeah with that junk <laughs> i loved all of the like ridiculous other characters on the flight mm -hmm. you know what i mean like old lady with the book typical little girl who's suspicious of jackson i mean little girl flying alone for the first time that so was so crazy to me 11 years old seems crazy to me to just be like all right get on a plane go fly somewhere else now little child <laughs> well it's they have to have a like parent or guardian walk them to the gate and then the flight attendant takes them at the gate onto the plane to their seat and then essentially the flight attendant also like babysits. babysits the kid mm -hmm. that seems and like then, a burden on the flight attendants <laughs> i mean just saying you already got a fucking cabin full of essentially toddlers anyway yeah. <laughs> and now you have an actual child that you also need to make sure isn't like eating paste or something <laughs> like I mean, who knows in theory it's only kids that can handle flying by themselves right but I mean. people will be people <laughs> there's also the two brothers yes the two brothers one of whom is kyle gallner uh who is in uh the new scream movie as the the guy with the goatee who gets stabbed in the face Nice. Um, nice yeah, nice. It, which is, it was just funny to me seeing that and going like, oh, so he did work with Wes Craven. He didn't yeah. work with him on the new Scream movie, but he's worked with Wes Craven. Yeah, that's kind of neat. He's got a little bit he's of something, something in common. Yeah, he's got a, he's, he's a seat at the table. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and there's that the the dipshit guy who was complaining about everything at the beginning who turns out to be a doctor mm -hmm. uh at, at the end and it's yeah, just like ugh. again so silly like it's so sort of like just very comedic mm -hmm. how these characters are played that makes it like it's it's uh it's i feel like it might be just a very wes craven thing you know where he's like it, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining and not in a disrespectful way but i'm imagining like harold zoid from futurama when they're making the movie mm -hmm. and he's like oh it's, it's you know like it's a drama but throw a pie for christ's sake you know yeah. like he doesn't want it to be too serious mm -hmm. so like there's got to be some silliness in there some jokiness in there yeah also god when he because like she at one point uh Lisa gives that old lady a book 
the Dr. Phil book. Mm-hmm. And then the old lady brings it to her. Was it to give it back to her? Like, I'll get my own no, or something. Uh, No, she brings it back and is like, oh, they have all these like quizzes and things in here. Like, thank you so much. Like thanking her again, like showing her the different like uh-huh. self-help quizzes and whatever. You can analyze your own brain, whatever garbage he sells um <laughs> oh and she's like oh let me show you the ones i like the best yeah she said oh here i'll highlight my favorite parts for you yeah but she's secretly writing a message in it yes uh while jackson where he, he had to get up for some reason where, yes what was because he doing? because the cougar needed help with her bag oh, again god that's right she kept like mister excuse come me over. i mean that also kind of lends to the like silliness of the whole plot mm-hmm. where it's like part of his plan is just disrupted by this old lady who has the hots for him yeah <laughs> like what a bummer which is like lady i get it but yeah, also right. look at him <laughs> um so yeah so she writes like this the secret note in it for the old lady and gets it back to her mm-hmm. and then uh and then he headbutt that's around the time when he headbutts it was McAdams. yeah and then when she comes to later He's got the book again. Uh-huh. And then she looks back at the old lady who is also knocked out. And I'm like, did he headbutt her? I don't know how. Like, the yeah. movie doesn't ever tell you what nope. he did to make her pass out. Like, was it just that she legitimately fell asleep and he stole the book back because she's an old lady? And, and that happens? It's a red eye flight. Yeah. You know, but I... considering that he just knocked her out. <laughs> That is the only assumption I could make. Was oh, like, yeah. And then he walked past her and was like, oh, ma'am, could I actually ask you a quick question? Bam! Yeah, like, <laughs> per- right pretend to fall and, like, choreographic <laughs> so he headbutts her perfectly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. oh yeah, just, and then it'll be okay. She, she'll she's be, fine. She's good. Just, just let her book. sleep her off. Yeah. I thought that moment was just hysterical, turning mm-hmm. back to her and everything. And it, for a moment, I was like, did he fucking kill her? But she does mm-hmm. wake up later. Yes. So it's like, okay, okay. It's not Same that. thought. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like legit like, that would be a fucked up first kill in this movie is the old lady. Yeah, the little old lady who's a fan <laughs> yeah. of Dr. Phil. Yeah, like, oh man, that's that's harsh. Um, And, you know, obviously throughout it, they're cutting back, like we said, to Brian Cox, just kind of frittering away his afternoon or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just doing things around the house while we are feeling like suspense because we know that there's a dude out there in the silver yeah in in the silver beamer listening to smooth jazz Mm -hmm. like the fact that he was actually listening to smooth jazz yeah (laughs) like i thought that was a hysterical detail that mm-hmm. that Jackson like had in his whole thing like right now there's a man sitting outside his house listening to smooth jazz yeah and if he gets word from me he's gonna go into your house and kill your dad with his 12 inch knife and all that kind of junk mm-hmm. I was like okay that's you know uh very detailed to make you sort of believe it mm-hmm. like oh god there's so much detail to that it must be true there is a guy outside the house but he, he also is listening to smooth jazz. Yes. Like, he could have been listening to anything in the world. Yeah, Jackson knew. Yeah, he It knows. was smooth jazz. Yeah, I mean, it could be that he told him to listen to smooth jazz so that he could say that line and it would be true. Because he does have that line about, like, he's a good dog. He listens to his master's voice. Like, mm-hmm. only his master's voice. So, like, he tells him to do things. So, yeah. he could have been like, you have to listen to smooth jazz. It's the least <laughs> suspicious music. <laughs> People just get bored and they yeah. walk away from you. They're like, oh, this guy sucks. Also, he looked like an accountant or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the assassin, he had no real uh, visible threat. Yeah. Like when you finally <laughs> sort of see him, 
It's just like, oh, it's just a guy. It's like yeah. a business guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dude I saw on the train all the CPA's time. CPA's on the lawn, wasn't he? Yeah, like, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, he doesn't look like a, an assassin, yeah. which, I mean, truthfully, is a good assassin. Mm -hmm. So that you're not like, who's that guy just like assassin over there? Is yeah. that an assassin? Oh, no. <laughs> I better run. Like, <laughs> you want him to look There's benign. There's an assassin in the car outside. Yeah, did you guys notice that assassin out there? Did you see his plates? <laughs> Um, I liked how, like, I mean, the whole plan is so, like, perfectly thought through on the terrorist end, but I do love that they, like, leave room for Lisa to freestyle, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, where he's like, what we need is for the room to get moved from blah, 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 blah to burr, burr, burr. like, one room to the other, the one that we needed to be at. Yeah. So you're going to call in, and you're going to do that. And you're going to make it sound believable. Yeah. Like, you are just going to do this. Mm -hmm. Find a way. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's not, like, an extra layer to the step where there's also dudes in the hotel sabotaging the room so that they have to change it or anything like that. You know, it's just yeah. like, just figure the shit out. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, just do it. You're the manager. They'll listen to you. Yeah. Um. And I guess they just knew that it would be empty for certain because, like... You know, like if there was already like if there was another high profile in that room, then that's not just a one phone call. Yeah. Job for Lisa. <laughs> She'd have to be like, hold on, Ugh, Jackson, seriously, I have to patch through like three people. There's an agent. <laughs> There's all this stuff. There's a contract. You have no idea how inconvenient this is for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she obviously gets it done. And uh the fact that she is who she is, like the like people pleaser 24 seven, like she says, mm -hmm. and that all of her customers like know her because she's so good yeah. is what makes the plan go off without a hitch because keeps like, that's weird that we, you know, we always stay in that other room. Why are we changing to this other room? And then yeah, he's like, yeah, that? who approved of it? And they were like, it was, it was Lisa. And he's like, I know her. Everything's cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. oh, what a bummer. Mr. Keefe's family. Yeah. Not so much Keefe himself. Again, he seemed kind of like a dick. Mm -hmm. uh. Also, the <laughs> fact that the like children were tired, that also saved oh, the yeah, plan because like, they're like, we have a backup reservation at this other hotel. Oh, yeah. We, we made redundant just... re reservations. Yeah. But, I mean, I wonder if they even planned for that. Yeah. You know what Did I mean? Did they have a contingency <clears throat> for it that? It was so close mm -hmm. to not going. Is it going to be like, we do have redundant fucking reservations he's like yeah we do we better go there mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> like well you can't kill her dad now that's not fair yeah that's not on her she did exactly what yeah. she was supposed to the fact that it gets that close yeah like i didn't even really think of that but like <laughs> also the fact that it just that the movie just kind of i mean that's actually kind of weird the way that the movie brings it up mm -hmm. but it doesn't really linger on the fact that like oh like it could go wrong here yeah. For Lisa, it literally just happens like we do have redundant reservations. And then he's like, yeah, but the kids are tired. Like, all right, never mind. All right. Well, we got to check the room and they go check the room. Obviously, it's a rocket launcher. They don't need anything <laughs> in the room. I mean, um, and they do check the boat, mm -hmm. uh, which I wrote down when they were doing that. I was like, dudes under the boat. Like, and I don't know. I mean, it, that I feel like is probably a remnant of having seen it yeah like i don't know if i really would have thought of that straight off the bat <laughs> without that without having seen it but it I, did seem like something like you'd think yeah like you'd think they'd be like we got to check all the lines that are hanging off <laughs> yeah really because like who knows yeah 
Uh, so yeah, it does seem a little bit silly that they get away with that too. Mm -hmm. Like their plan is hanging by a thread. Yeah. (laughs) Also the boat was named Rapture. Like, yeah. Like, could you maybe get one that doesn't sound so sinister? Mm -hmm. Jesus. (laughs) You might as well say like, you're dead. Yeah. What? (laughs) Nothing. It's just a boat name. Assassin boat. (laughs) No, it would have to be some sort of dumb, like, ocean pun, like the a sea sin or something like that. <laughs> be really fucking dumb. The speed at which this movie kind of, like, rolls through it, you know, there's, like, the, the attempt with the book, mm-hmm. and then that doesn't go anywhere. And then she's like, I need to use the bathroom, and he's like, no, you don't. First, he, like, tries to hand her... Oh, the right. water the bottle. Water bottle. Which, like, yeah, this is the best. Go to hell. That ain't working. <laughs> like Gatorade bottle at best. Yeah, yeah. And she like rolled her eyes at him and was like, "I'm not going. Like you got you caught me. I'm not going anywhere. Like just let me. Just, I just need to go to the bathroom." And then she gets that brilliant idea that I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> so brilliant uh, of leaving a soapy message on the window or the mirror for whoever comes in next yeah which would have been that little girl yeah it would have been but i mean there is that level of risk which i mean i believe that's the moment after he finds it that he's like do your dad the favor stop gambling with his life yeah um but like just the odds like thinking of it like he let you get to the bathroom but what are the odds that he's not the person outside the door when you open it like Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess there's a chance it's not, but then there's the chance that he does what he does, <laughs> which is yeah. burst in there and like beat the hell out of her. Uh, and, and then, then clean the mirror. Yeah, and then cleans the mirror off so that nobody gets the message. I did love, though, that it was just like seat number has bomb or something, which is just yeah. like, yeah, no need to explain this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just it's- say bomb. Everyone reacts accordingly. <laughs> yeah. The plan does not go off without a hitch. Yeah. He doesn't he like choke her out or something or does he headbutt her again? No, he he <laughs> chokes her out. He like slams her against the wall and at one point the girl like gets the attention of a flight attendant and like the oh, little girl yeah. that's waiting she's like a man went in there. Like, oh well both you know, everyone uses all the bathrooms. Yeah. And she's like, but there's a lady in there too. Oh, it's going to be one of those flights. Yeah. Which I was surprised that there wasn't like uh I mean there was I think when he comes out someone like kind of gives him a look and he's yeah, like, "Hey, this isn't a motel." Oh, like, I didn't even catch the line. That's hysterical. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then once it's I assume it's when they're walking back to the seats is when she snags or is it on her way to the bathroom? I don't know when she snags the Frankenstein pen. I don't know either. Yeah, because there's just a moment where they show the brothers and the one brother's like, where's your pen? And he's like, what? Oh, shit. Where's my pen? Yeah. And then they cut away from them just so that you are aware but that the there's pen a pen is... that is missing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that Lisa has it and she's, you know, holding it down by her side. The plane is coming to, you know, it's landing now. Mm-hmm. Uh obviously, you know, she wants to stop the assassination because as of this moment everything is working to the terrorist's plan. Right. You know, like they've moved the room. As far as anybody knows, they didn't get caught on the boat with the rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh you know, so Lisa, you know, feels the obvious you know desire to fix things and not just be like i need to make sure my dad's alive she also wants to make sure that nobody gets killed at her hotel right makes sense yeah probably bad for business admirable thing to do (laughs) uh and so obviously she needs to make her escape Mm -hmm. and what a hysterically weird 
escape it is and it's yeah. the beginning of this like ludicrous final like 20 <laughs> or so minutes of the movie because like i think that's when she isn't that when she finishes telling her story about you know mm-hmm. getting attacked and then isn't her last line before she stabs him something about like i'd never let it happen again or whatever yeah something she, like that she said you know since that day i've been trying to convince myself of one thing and he said oh that you had no control over it and she said, no, that I'd never let it happen again. Yeah. Stab. Stab with the Frankenstein pen straight into his neck. Yep. Straight into his throat, his like windpipe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn. Yep. What a stab. Uh, right <laughs> and, to the and, trachea. Yeah. And it's like an awesome, you know, moment because she escapes. <clears throat> and it's like just like a really memorable kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not just like and then I punched him. And yeah. I ran away. It's like, no, it's a Frankenstein pen in his throat. Yeah. Uh, but it's also so silly because it's like, it's a Frankenstein pen in his throat. Yeah. And then he stumbled around the plane with it sticking out. And I was like, it's been almost like a full minute and no one else has noticed it. Like she stabs it into his neck and then runs out the aisle and people are just like, oh, this lady. Yeah. What, just, yeah. Just being all pushy. Yeah, yeah. All this. And then he like comes out into the aisle and falls down and starts like crawling after her. And it's only after he like falls down again and someone oh, finally looks at him. Because the little girl, he he gets up to start chasing her. And yeah. The and the girl, girl trips him with the, with the fucking bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, then like gives him a dirty look. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's when someone finally looks at him and they're like, holy shit. Like. You got a fucking pen sticking out of your throat. Yeah. But it was just the fact, again, in this technically pretty small, like, quarters of a plane Mm -hmm. that she was able to stab him in the throat and escape from him. And nobody, like, huh, what was that? And then noticed a man with a pen sticking out of his throat. Like, it took him causing a scene (laughs) himself. And then they finally realized it. Like, oh, my God. Like, that's something you'd think people would kind of notice right away. But I mean, it doesn't he wasn't, really matter. He wasn't making much noise. <laughs> that's true. He I did mean, have a pen in his throat. Yeah, it's <laughs> good reason. Then comes, like, just such a hilarious chase sequence to me. It felt straight out of a comedy mm-hmm. where the security is chasing after her because she's running through an airport. <laughs> Yeah, Pretty much. She, also, she stabs someone in the throat with a pen. Like, right. Oh, no that's one... right, because they do, they go like, her, she stabbed him. Yeah. Like, they finally realized, and it was like, how do you know? Nobody was looking and nobody saw it happen. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, just that assuming. she, because she's the one that's running from the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, And so security is chasing her, mm-hmm. which is, like, so funny to me, of like, you know, in a movie like this, like, the bad guy is not the one being chased by security. The yeah. good guy is. <laughs> um, And then all of those hysterical moments of her like hiding in plain sight mm-hmm. to escape from them we're, we're all very funny to me not yeah. like laugh out loud like oh ha, ha, kind of funny but just like <laughs> oh that's fun yeah like that she sits down and pretends to work at the restaurant to like talk to those ladies at the table yeah and then the security runs by and then she's gone by the time they look back mm-hmm. uh or just like standing there with a paper up above her face and yeah. like oh like yeah <laughs> security like I could runs be anybody. Right, like, yeah security running past her and all that like i thought it was very funny yeah yeah. Like this is this is getting kind of goofy. <laughs> um and in the in the midst of the whole big like scuffle and junk, she gets Jackson's phone. And I thought it was very like uh maybe not trustworthy, but just it, it seemed like she was like on a track of like, oh, I gotta do this thing. And, you know, I gotta call mm-hmm. the hotel first. I gotta make sure all that stuff is going on. Cause it seemed like she was like, I'm safe because I have his phone. 
and he can't call the assassin yeah. to kill my dad if I have his phone. And I was like, what if he memorized that number? That seems yeah. like something you memorize is your assassin's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, gambling with her dad's life, she uh, she calls the hotel and is, you know, screaming at Cynthia to go and get yeah. everybody out of the room. And changes. She's, yeah, she's just oh, like, shit. I just shit. got them up there. Like, we just got everything done, though. Like, but we just yeah. changed it like and you, doesn't realize said- yeah, the enormity of the situation until she tells her, like, doesn't she tell her, like, they're going to blow it up or something? Yeah, like, someone's going to kill him. Yeah. You need to get him, like, pull the fire alarm, get yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. out. I loved, I, I just wrote, I was like, man, Cynthia has had a really rough last, like, 10 or so hours on this job. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's been there the whole time dealing with people, the yeah. whole flight and all. I mean, well, it's not a 10-hour flight, but either way, yeah. she's had a really Really bad uh, sequence of hours at yes. this job. <laughs> yes, she has. And she probably deserves a race. So, you know, obviously Jackson also chases her through the airport mm-hmm. and whatnot. He steals the scarf from that cougar, right? Isn't yeah. that what happens? So you can wrap it around his neck. So that uh, no one so, sees the hole from the pen yes. that was in his neck. Also, so they don't have to put makeup on him every day yeah. of the shoot. <laughs> that they could just wrap that and you're cool. Uh, but it it also does just, again, make him look very sinister. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's because it doesn't match anything else. They're just like, why is he wearing that scarf? Yeah. And you know, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) The day gets saved at the hotel. You know, she called in time. They get everyone out of the room. It does explode, but nobody dies. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the security guys were really close though. Yeah, they were. That was a fairly impressive stunt. I thought with how close those dudes were to what, like, was an actual like exploding wall mm-hmm. was pretty tight. Like those dudes, those dudes rock. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so she, she decides obviously that she needs to get home and check on her dad and make sure that he isn't murdered. Yes. Uh, because there's, there's been a few scenes of them cutting back where you're like, Oh, Oh, mm-hmm. there's that one where she calls and the phone rings and rings and rings and there's nobody there. And the, even the music is like, <laughs> and then fucking Brian Cox just walks in the room like, hold on, hold yeah, on. I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming. coming. And I was like, oh, movie. I knew he wasn't dead, but still mm-hmm. the way that they play it like that of like, did it happen? Oh, he no. should have walked in with like a bowl of popcorn or something. <laughs> really? Or like, just like in his underwear. Yeah. Like, I'm coming, I'm coming. He's Wet home alone. Hair. He has no, like, he's, you know, he's, he's not with his wife. His daughter doesn't live with him. Yeah. He's just alone in this house. Like he, he'd be in his underwear. Yeah. He would be. It's fine. <laughs> So she goes to check on him, and as soon as she rolls up to the house, she sees that the car is there, but nobody's in it. Mm-hmm. The silver beamer, and she's like, oh, shit. <clears throat> and then she looks, and he is just, like, up at the front door. Yeah. Standing up, like, right in front of the house and sees her and mm-hmm. starts taking pot shots at her as she drives up on the lawn and crashes him through the front door of the house. Yes. She's very lucky that he is apparently a terrible shot. And obviously, yeah, it's a good way to, you know, kill him because it kills him. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, it's just so, like, it just, a, a car just riding up onto the lawn and killing this dude. And then there's another, like, 10 or 15 minutes of, like, cat and mouse through the house. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, this guy's here, you know, Jackson's here, and then her dad is there, and oh my God, and what's happening here? And I'm like, nobody has called in none of the neighbors have come over to check on this house like you're sitting there and the fucking car goes up on the lawn and into the house like i can understand if a car goes up onto someone's lawn 
that maybe you don't like hear that yeah uh, or you hear it and you're like oh did someone kind of bump a curb oh well yeah but the fact that it was like up onto curb onto the lawn gunshots at car yep car into person and then through front of the house and nobody has come out to check on it <laughs> nobody seems to care <laughs> It's dead silent in the neighborhood and nobody heard it. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that none of the neighbors come to check is definitely suspicious. Car crash, all that shit. There's no way that nobody noticed. But they still, you know, she still gets into the house (laughs) and then she's looking for her dad. And he is, what? what? Because she goes in and then Jackson shows up. Because he's obviously he has followed her and he knows yeah. where the house is and everything. So he shows up. Yeah. I forget exactly what the deal is. Like she finds her dad in the kitchen. Right. And he's like laying on the floor. And then Jackson comes in and then she has to like escape from Jackson for a while. Because her dad yeah. eventually like he's in the kitchen and then they go to look for him and he's not in the kitchen. Another very West Craven move, I feel, is the like well, you left a person somewhere and then you go back to them. But they're not there. Yeah. Oh no. Well, his body, his, his body, I make that sound like he was know, dead. Well, he was just knocked out again. Like another person <laughs> that was knocked out by Jackson. That's three in one oh, movie. That's, oh, that's right. Jackson does it. Yeah. Okay. Jack- I was like, what the fuck happened to her dad? Did he just fall over? What the hell? <laughs> well, because he like gets her and sees her after the accident. Mm-hmm. Like she makes sure that he called the cops. Right, right. And then Jackson rolls in. Yeah, and then she's like, I have to call the, like, I have to go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she, like, goes to turn. And oh, yeah, then, and he's there. And Jackson's there. And then whatever happens, and Jackson has knocked <laughs> out her father. And yeah, he's very good at that. Yes. Uh. He has perfected the headbutt <laughs> the knockout. Knockout. Oh man. Uh and then comes uh something that I'll get on a soapbox for a real quick second here. Something that I feel was desperately missing from the new Scream movies, something that is very distinctly craven, but this movie has a very craven-esque chase sequence Mm -hmm. with Jackson and Lisa through the house. Yes. I don't think there's really a moment in that new Scream movie that has like a full on good old fashioned chase sequence. And it kind of like it wasn't something I noticed right off the bat. But mm-hmm. after seeing it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was there was like a missing flavor in that. Yeah. Souffle. And then watching this, it was this sudden rush of like, there it is. Yeah. Like just superimpose the ghost face costume over Killian Murphy. <laughs> Because he's even running around with a giant hunting knife. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is so Scream. It's yeah, it so is. cool. It's wonderful. <laughs> I was expecting when she gets the door closed on him, I was expecting the blade through the door. Like mm-hmm. they didn't scream. And, you know, like it's just so, it's such an awesome move. <laughs> like knife through door right in front of her face. Like, oh God. Yeah. I was hoping that was going to happen. I, I was a little disappointed it didn't. Definitely was expecting the same thing. <laughs> totally. Uh, and then it ends in a very like similar to scream ending kind of fashion where it's like, oh, and then it kind of maybe seems like the bad guy's got the good guy on the ropes. Mm-hmm. But the secondary good guy with the gun yeah. gets the shot. In comes fucking Brian Cox, takes out Jackson. Yes. Uh, with like, wasn't it a shot like straight to the heart? No. Or it, did he get him in the shoulder and then and then gets him again in the heart? I felt like he just got like, bam, like right in the chest. It was, it was more like, like he the shoulder. Was, no, more like his peck. Oh, like he got shot. Maybe. Like it probably, like it probably punctured his lung. 
Okay. So between the hole in his lung and the hole in his throat, <laughs> dude's having a real hard time breathing. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that he's dead within like a couple of seconds anyway. So, okay. I always have a hard time remembering the exact specifics of like those like final confrontations. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he's all dead. Yes. And they're pretty much cool now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Assassin's dead. Jackson's dead right next to him. Yeah. Uh, nobody is dead at the hotel. So, really, she just has to go back to, you know, do damage control. Yes. And so she gets one last visit from those fucking ass bag customers mm-hmm. from the start of the movie who are just, you know, complaining and, and awful. And uh, they want, yeah, they that demand that Cynthia's, Cynthia's fired. Oh, what a bunch of dicks. She's clearly incompetent. Yeah. Fucking go to hell. Seriously. And I love, obviously, like, she couldn't not because then the end of the movie would you being like, fuck you, Lisa. But, like, it's obviously dope that she, you know, stands up for her Mm -hmm. and uh, and then gets the the nice, like, fuck you to them of, like, yes, uh, take a comic card. A comic card? She wants us to take a comic card. You want us to take a comic card? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, take that comic card and shove it up your ass. Yeah, (laughs) after you fill it out, you can shove it up your ass. Yeah, and it's like a a cheesy ending. Honestly, the very end is like is it's it's fairly cheesy. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, get the slam on the douchebag customers, and then turn to Cynthia, and you're gonna get a drink, and then of course you got to call back (laughs) anything but a Bay Breeze. I was like, oof, I almost wished it had just ended at the house yeah. with her and Brian Cox. Or even just, just with... shove it up your ass, cut yeah. to black. Or even, <laughs> like, no, turn to Cynthia, get the, like, that's right, you did awesome, let's go drink. And, his, like, Cynthia's <laughs> like, champagne, be like, sure. Why like, not? Let's do it. Let's get hammered. And then the credits is, like, the hangover. Or just pictures of their party. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would have been the most amazing ending to this movie. That, yes. That's <laughs> so how you silly. make this, this movie better. Yeah, that's the way that you do it. And then you make that movie. Yes. Lisa and Cynthia's Wild Night Out. Yes. <laughs> the sequel to Red Eye. <laughs> well, it would have been great. Uh, but yeah, as a plane movie, I feel like it absolutely did the job. Yes. You're on a plane. You get a lot of that plane noise we were talking about mm-hmm. in the background. You get the silly cast of characters. This one, though, there's no pilot shit. Yeah. There's nothing to do with the pilots. Pilots don't factor into it at all. Yeah. Just the flight attendants. Mainly them getting in the way and asking questions <laughs> and saying yeah. it's not a motel. and Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I can assume that it was a byproduct of having watched Turbulence last week, but <laughs> like really came away with this with like positive yeah just like like, that was was fun yeah that was fun fun. time like like, (laughs) i totally agree like fun time enjoy watching it like not necessarily a movie i'm gonna like seek out to watch again probably not but it's one that it's like on in the background which i don't I don't know when that would happen, but in the theoretical yeah. world, in where... an infinite universe with infinite possibilities, yes, um, <laughs> and it's so much better than last week. So much better, <laughs> and uh, and obviously, like, just wonderful to check another like off of like Wes Craven's filmography. Like, all right, yes, because I I absolutely do want to look into more of his stuff. Uh, but we do have one more week of Plain Movie Month coming. A very mm-hmm. special week for Plain Movie Month. Yes. A uh, very special week for popcorn for dinner in general. Yes. Uh, a callback well, to a long, long time ago. This movie was talked about on this podcast. Yes. Before we started doing movies. 
specifically. Mm -hmm. So it just makes sense. And uh, if you know, you know. And if you don't, you'll find out next week. But uh, this is Jeff. And Kelly. Where's your male-driven, fact-based logic now, Jack? (laughs) 